I'm ready to suplex somebody. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm glad I'm over here. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? We are back. All going great. With another episode of Backstreet Sports. Yes, it's a new name on the host side of the table. Uh-huh. Everybody kind of switched spots up on me. Yeah, it's a little different. I needed a break. It's fair. Uh, how are we doing today? Everybody doing well? Wait, oh, host, who are we? Oh, Christopher. <laughs> I mean, I thought at this point we're like the number one show on the radio, so everybody knows. But uh, I'm I'm sorry, we had okay. new no, listeners. My mom might be listening. That's fair. <laughs> First episode. Okay. My mom's we're listening. here with the usual crew. It's yep. Max T on the right today. All going right. Tanner. Yo yo yo. And last but not least, Christopher. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> T. Yep. A few quick words. All right. Um, the International Club and International Services here at Monco are hosting International Night here on campus. Come on out, learn and explore about the different cultures that exist in this world. There will be food, raffles, cultural performances, and so much more. The best part is it's free for Monco students. Just have your school ID on you. It's $3 for children, 12 and under, and just $5 for everyone else. The event starts at 5 p.m. and ends at 9. Don't miss out on an awesome event. In addition, the Arts and Humanities Department and the Environmental Sustainability Club will be Showing the short documentary Straws, a short film showcasing the use of plastic straws and their effect on the environment. It will be shown on April 17th from 12.15 to 1 p.m. in the Science Center. Come out and be informed. Pizza will be served, so bring your appetite. The pizza sold me. (laughs) I got to start getting paid for these promos. A lot to get to today, fellas. Oh, boy. I want to start with the University of Virginia Cavaliers National Championship victory on Monday night. Nice. Now, I know you guys didn't watch. Uh, yeah, yeah, look, I know you guys didn't watch. Look. I wanted to bring up the fact that it started at 920, which <laughs> for me, it's just a little late. I, I think for for us, as especially kids our age, even younger than us, I remember we were in high school, but I think that what I've been hearing on the other radio shows and stuff like that, it just started like way too late. Like People weren't even able to stay up and watch or anything like that. like the last couple of years they started at nine which still is uh, to me is too late but i feel like a lot of people that have been complaining that they're starting late i want to get your thoughts on on that too would you guys do you mind lowering it i know you didn't watch but do you think maybe well seven my, o'clock eight o'clock well my my question is wh- where was the game again was it minneapolis the game was in minneapolis minnesota yes that's what i thought okay May, yeah, I, so they have to make it appropriate for the minneapolis i mean i guess right. they were trying to keep have it prime time in mm-hmm. the local area so mm-hmm. around eight o'clock yeah. So I can understand that, but yeah, what, what about us on the West Coast? Or, uh, We're on the East West Coast, Coast now? Shut yeah. up. Shut up, Thud. Really? <laughs> the, no, it's not true. <laughs> the game itself, in my opinion, was great. I felt like tied at 68 late and then going in overtime. The last two years, I mean, Nova kind of blew up Michigan last year, and the year before that, you know, um, Carolina-Gonzaga was not that great of a championship. It really wasn't had a good championship since UNC-Villanova when Chris Jenkins hit yeah. the shot a couple years ago. So, um I think that as a tournament, the tournament as a whole, for me, was really fun to watch. I think there was a lot of good games this year. Um, Auburn was a sneak team, and, and they were really good um, throughout the whole year, and they came and, and impressed me, too. Let's talk about that Auburn and uh, Virginia game, Final Four. Yeah. Went down to the last three free throws, Kyle Guy. Yeah. What do you think about Kyle Guy? Oh, you know you know how I feel about Kyle Guy. He's one of my favorite players. He's my yeah. boy. Um, now, just, just I love the way he, he's calm and... and he gets the ball, and you think like he's he's such a great shooter. He would just be jacking threes, but he he finds a way to get open. And, and I watched a lot of Virginia towards the end of the season, especially in the tournament. He just you see him cutting through the lane and using screens. He he reminds me a lot of JJ Redick, 
like it, everybody's going to be guarding him, face guarding him, following around the court. I just feel like he uses the screen so well off the ball to get open and get those open looks, but he doesn't force any shots. Like that last shot at, when he got fouled, like obviously you're going to have to chuck that one up. There's only one second left, but if you watch the, all the possessions up, I mean, he is really consistent. And to knock down those three throws, three throws right. with one second left Calling to win the game. At the line. Yep. I mean, the guy is great. You mean to tell me you were talking about a basketball, a college basketball player who's, who can actually shoot free throws? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Late in games, too, especially for the win. But oh, um, no, the That's te- ludicrous. <laughs> the t- Ty Jerome and DeAndre Hunter, too. You got to give them credit. DeAndre Hunter, um, veteran presence. He, he led the team all season. Points. I mean, he, he played so well. Um, and Texas Tech, too, man. They, they had a hell of a season. Matt Mooney, what a shooter. And uh, David Moretti. Those guys kept Tech in the in games all throughout the uh, the tournament. And um, I just feel like um, they didn't really get a lot of credit or noise. Like, no one was really talking them up throughout the season. And they impressed me personally. The thing with Matt Mooney, he transferred from South Dakota, right? Yeah, I think yeah. – so. yeah, he, he was That's a transfer guy. Piece, yeah. um, I, I don't know. I, I liked it a lot. I, I think – for everybody was picking Duke because Zion and everything like that, and that's the only reason why everybody was picking Duke. I think that looking back on it now, you, when when kids like our age are going to start going through the recruiting process, and you try to met, I mean, they got the top three recruits. I mean, that just they just showed this year that that's, that's not going to always work. You need some veterans, um, especially if you want to know the title. I mean, they had so much talent on that team, but I don't think they ever had like they never they've only been together for like how many months? Six, seven months? Yeah, exactly. You, you know, need, you need. I don't care what sports you play. And I don't care what you do. You you need chemistry. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that chemistry, yeah. you have no, that's why I really don't like watching college basketball right. like that. I'm, I'm sorry. But, I mean, these kids, they come in for one year, and they're going mm-hmm. to the NBA. Yeah. And then, you know, you get into another problem where I have with these young NBA college players. I mean, young uh, basketball college players, it's the simple fact that you go into the NBA and you don't even have – a Half decent jump shot or half decent free throw right. shot. Always stuff you can work on, definitely. And then I'm gonna be honest with you, y'all coming in small. Y'all mm-hmm. like a buck sixty, buck seventy, mm-hmm. soaking wet. Yeah, I'm Zion's just, the exception, but yeah, Zion, Zion's always going to be the exception. Yeah. He is just a freak of nature. I feel like for me personally, I've always been a big college basketball fan, but for everybody else, I feel like it's been kind of like hasn't been that popular recently. No one's not really talking about it. For me, I have my you know some of my friends have been talking about it. But I mean, it used to be a huge thing. People used to call out of work and yeah. I mean, they go down there for the first weekend. I used to cheat on my job. Yeah, in one of my jobs and watch March Madness, but it, it there wasn't really a lot of hype this year. No, and I feel like watching the tournament and and as looking back on it now, I feel like hopefully this year, you know, people watched, people look back on it and like, okay, maybe college basketball. You know, get a little bit more popular next year, especially since the tournament. I know last year, the, th- the thing I don't like, and, and Cinderella's are okay, like Loyola Chicago last year. Yeah. But I just feel like when when you get down to those those final four teams, they, I just like when they're all powerhouses. They're all, anybody can win. They have the most talented because you want to see the best matchups at the end of the day. Right. Last year was, was Loyola Chicago. You want BC beating a, a one seed. They actually State beat Virginia went last year too. Yeah. That was really cool. And that's a great story too. Losing to a sixteen, coming back on the national championship. So I wanted to start with that, but now let's transition into last night's Phillies game. Oh, oh, God. Um, I was actually there to witness that. Yep. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. That is blasphemous. Yeah. All right, Stephen A. We have a 6-2 lead in the seventh inning. Aaron Nola comes back out. Gabe Kapler sends him out there. His pitch count's around 80, 85 pitches. You know, so he's not – doesn't want to wear him out. But he's – you know, he only gave up two runs at that point. Um, Aaron Nola did not. I'm, I'm Now I'm concerned. I know, I know. we said yeah. last week, you he, know, we said it, it might just be a fluke thing. Yeah. Now I'm legitly concerned. Yeah. This is not the Aaron Nola that I seen towards the end of the year last year. Mm. 
Yeah, he gives up the two-run home run, the Jan Gomes, and then the, the following better hits a home run, the solo bomb. So that makes it 6-5. He gets taken out of the game. Sir Anthony comes in, and this is my only question for you guys today. Mm. Um, I know we don't have a closer, but Sir Anthony comes in, throws five pitches to get out of that seventh inning. Um, and then he doesn't come back in for that eighth inning. And I know we were short in the bullpen. You know, Nishek wasn't available. Um, mm. David Robertson wasn't available. Matt Morgan wasn't available. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys, what do you guys think about bringing Sir Anthony back out for that eighth inning? I know Kapler said that he wanted to have Naris pitch the eighth and the ninth, but he threw 30 pitches in that eighth inning, so they had they couldn't bring him out for the ninth. But I felt like Sir Anthony, I guess Kapler, from his standpoint, he doesn't want to – he only wants them in one inning. He doesn't want to have that split thing. Um, but he only – Sir Anthony only threw, what, five, six pitches in that seventh inning. Would you have brought him back out? Or do you – when you, it was in the heat of the moment where you're like, oh, okay, Naris is coming in. Let's, let's lock the door here. No, nah, man, but – I mean, he had the hot hand. I know. I'm always going to go with the hot hand at the end of the day. Yeah. Nectar Nurse has been well. I'm just saying, because we were short in that bullpen, knowing it could have gotten to that point, right. to the point where we maybe Jose Alvarez may have had to come in or Nurse would have had to throw too many pitches, oh, would you have brought Sir Anthony back in for that eighth inning? I, I mean, it's tough to say. I feel like Gabe Kapler's management of the bullpen is very poor. I don't. I'm not a fan of it, but... I'm not a fan of the bullpen. Uh, no, well, yeah, that's another thing, too. But I feel like Sir Anthony, for him to get better, and I feel like he's one of our better arms in the bullpen, for him to get better, I want him out there throwing pitches. I don't. I haven't seen a whole lot of him yet this year. Is that the third game he's been in this year? Third or fourth. Third or fourth. Look, because, I, I don't know, I, every time I see Hector Neris out there, I'm holding my breath. Just because of his reputation, yes, he th- he throws a, a good splitter when he th- when he throws it right. Yeah, but he got sent down I, last year in the minor yeah. leagues because he just was getting hit. Exactly, he couldn't, he couldn't command that uh, splitter. Exactly, and I mean, I don't know if he's injured or I know he's in AAA, but I want to see Victor Arano again mm. because I mean, I, he had I said, an awful spring training. That's why he didn't make the I, roster. I, I said this to you guys, you guys earlier. Last year, when bringing bringing in anyone from the bullpen, the only guys who I felt comfortable with right. were Sir Anthony and Victor Arano. And I mean, yeah, he's probably just having himself, uh, you know, a conditioning stint just to get everything back together, grows, gain his confidence again. Yeah, I, I want I want to see him back up with the big club. David Robertson also is <laughs> making me nervous. Yeah. I mean, I know I, I I didn't see the game at all last right. night or the night before, but I heard. His last outing, he he looked all right, but last week he gave up those three walks yeah. in a row yeah. to give up that walk off to Washington. Yeah, uh, his first appearance against the Braves, I forget exactly what happened, but I did not. He he did not. Yeah, look he hasn't been pitching. He hasn't been pitching up to his potential the last couple he, years. He's he's the guy that Gabe Kapler said in the in the biggest situations, he's the guy he's yeah. going to look to. Right. Uh, the only I, problem was he wasn't available last night. That's that's exactly. the only reason. You know, he pitched three out of the last four days. So you said Adam Morgan wasn't available last night. Adam Morgan was not available last night. I, I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but I thought I saw his name come up. I yeah, I, that's what I heard. Night. I just I read an article at the end of the game where mm. there was three of our guys weren't available. Morgan was one of them. Oh, um, Nishek was one of them, and and Robertson was one of them too. And those guys have even Morgan. And, and I haven't been a big fan of him in the past, but he's been pitching really well to the start of this season. So, um, you know, I guess giving up that that homer to um, Juan Soto in the ninth inning. That's controversial. I mean, can we talk about that home run? Because yeah. I was there and I was watching that ball. And personally, that was to the right, and the whole stadium thought so too. Yeah, man. For me, it's I, an outrage. I just think that he, the, the the call on the field stood. I don't think they had anything to. Or, I mean, I I think if they call that foul on the field, they're not going to be able to overturn that. 
um, that's just, you know, unfortunate and um, unlucky there. But I think Kapler, I understand, Chris, your point where you said you're not a huge fan of how he manages the bullpen. Um, but in his defense, I mean, he doesn't have a closer. You know, he doesn't have that go to guy. My whole thing is this you say he doesn't have a closer. Now, is that him choosing not to have a closer or they legitimately don't have a closer? I think they they legitimately don't have a closer. It's just a bunch of relievers in that bullpen. But then I feel like he contradicts himself saying, I'm giving the ball to David Robertson when I need an inning finish. Right. Clean. Right. And I think because Robertson pitched. No, to me, to me, that says David Robertson's our guy. Right. All right. So I, I. I mean, yeah, there's the whole, like, oh, yeah, Sir Anthony will get a game here in Naris. No, you just said that David Robertson is your guy when you need him, when you need someone to right. pitch you a clean inning. I understand exactly what you're saying. So. I think based on track record from from in the past, Robertson, he used to be a closer for, I don't know if he was closer for the Yankees for a I year. They had guys. Mm-hmm. I definitely know he was the closer for Chicago. Um, and But he's been one of those guys where he's, he's been able to work the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, you know? Um, and I think that's what... You know, when we signed him that contract, that was one of his, you know, yeah. strong suits was he was able to pitch, you know, any inning when needed, when outs were needed. Um, and Sir Anthony, too. Sir Anthony, he wasn't really a highly touted prospect or anything. He kind of just came on the scene last year. And we all thought, man, Sir Anthony could be our closer for the future. Yeah. And I still think that. And now, again, coming, coming out of spring training, we all didn't know who the closer was. You know, we nope. saw Sir Anthony at the end of last season. All right, he's going to be our closer. And then, you know, we signed Robertson and he's like, all right, it's who's our closer. You know, we, we all were, we had question marks. Who's going to be our closer? Now, Nishek, Morgan, these guys are all just middle relievers. All right, those those yeah. guys can't close. Um, and I think, I don't know. He Gabe Kapler did say that he wanted Naris to pitch the eighth and the ninth inning. So if we saw, we all watched the game over the weekend against the Twins when um, Naris had that Naris had that save, no, right? Gosh. So I, I was thinking, does does Kapler want Naris to have it, or was it just Wait, the well, uh, on Saturday? I, I, sorry, yeah, Naris was pitching. and He gave up a three run homer top of the ninth. So so wait, can, I, I kind of blacked out for a second. Mm-hmm. Can you say what you said again that about what Gabe Kapler said, did with Hector Naris? I blacked out. There he he had to say he brought he brought Hector Naris in for a save. I don't know if it was two nights ago or the uh, night before that uh, over the weekend. How many innings did you ago. say he pitched? He pitched one inning. Okay. He I thought you said he pitched two innings. No, like, no, no. What? His goal, what <laughs> yeah, he wanted last yeah. night, what he he came out the press conference. He wanted what he wanted last night was for Sir Anthony to finish off that seventh inning, right? And then he he said, "Naris, get in there and pitch the eighth and the ninth. Mm-hmm. He threw thirty pitches in that eighth inning. Obviously, you don't want him throwing forty no. plus. No, no. So you have to Absolutely. you have to come out. And, and Ramos was one of the last guys that were available in that pen, and he got two guys out, but th- he just made a bad pitch, you know, and he put it out. Yeah. Um, but I, at this point, I don't know. Obviously, people are going to look to Kapler and say, "Hey, Kapler, you got to manage that bullpen better." I just feel like we don't have that closer. We don't I, have a guy. Everybody, I agree with you. in that bullpen. No one. He doesn't go up to anybody and say, "You are a closer." He just wants guys to get out, get out when they're needed. And I think everybody that's going to come out now and say, "Let's sign Craig Kimbrell, go out and get Craig Kimbrell." Do we? I know people are going to say we need him, but for the price that he wants, I just don't think it's a good idea. See, my whole thing. With people saying that it's Gabe Kapler is is Gabe Kapler playing in the game? Is Gabe Kapler throwing these pitches? Right. Gabe Kapler don't have the talent. Gabe Kapler yeah. is a manager. He is not the actual player. No. See, we get well, we that, get sorry. I'm good. We get confused sometimes. You know who to blame in certain situations. Right. You have to look at the talent in this bullpen. We don't have the talent, so you cannot blame the manager sometimes for her. For some of the things that happen. Yeah, but then he does something like there's two guys on base and he puts out Pat Neshack. And the thing is, 
But Pat the, Neshack is a pitcher that pitches for contact. All right, and I with guys on base, that's not a decision that I personally would make. I I get you, you want to maybe turn a double play to just get the inning over with. Pat Neshack would not be the guy I would go to. But then that it's stuff like that that kind of frustrates me with how Gabe Kapler manages the bullpen. That's fine. But every loss doesn't have to be blamed on Kapler. Yes, it does. Here's a piece of Gabe Kapler from last night. <laughs> is uncharacteristic, and I think uh, we'll kind of lean on the two years of history that suggests that this is probably not NOLA. Nobody wants outings like this, obviously. And I guess you can say a slow start. But uh, I'm going to keep battling and competing out there. That's all I can do. That's a piece of... Gabe Kapler and Aaron Nola from last night. Now, Kapler there is saying he's somebody at the reporter asked him about the home run ball that he's been giving up lately. Last mm-hmm. year, very few homers given up from Aaron right. This year, now just people are starting to raise eyebrows. He's given up right, really too many home runs yeah, he um, is. in key moments in games. Um, he just hasn't looked like the same Aaron Nola. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's coming out of spring. He's, he's always been one of those calm. You, you can never tell us anything's bothering him. Right. He says he's healthy 100%. In spring training, coming out of that, he, there was no question marks about Aaron Ola. We all expected him to be the ace that he was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and what Gabe's saying there is he's going to bet on the two years of track record of him not giving up homers. So uh, what do you guys think? Is, I, after last start, I figured, all right, I'll give Aaron Ola the benefit of the doubt for how good he's been in the past. And now this is two starts in a row now where he had a good outing last night and then ran into trouble and made a couple of bad pitches at, at the wrong time in game. So is this a little bump in the road? Is he hurt? Is he covering up? What do you guys think? Um, and I hope it's just a simple bump in the road. Right. And, I'll, and if he is injured, then he needs to sit down for a minute, and whatever is ailing him, he needs to heal up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because obviously now it's affecting the team. This is not their Aaron Nola that we've grown accustomed to seeing. Obviously something is wrong. It's the same thing. With do you think Car- it's a mechanics thing? Do you think it's a mental thing? What do you, Physical? What do you think it is? I'm hoping it's physical. Men- if it's mental, that's a problem. Right. So you think he's got to just work on maybe his arm angle, his mechanics or something? Like, I, I have to see more games. Right. I have to, you know, continue exactly. to watch him. Exactly. He, because he, I his, really don't 100% know what it is. Yeah, no, his next start, he really needs to make a statement. I think that's uh, Monday, right, against the Mets? I can check. I, in my opinion, I feel like last year he was so heavily relied on. You know, because when, when he went out there, it was like, all right, we actually have a legitimate chance to win this game tonight. Like, you know, there's other pitchers last year where was, there was question marks like Arietta didn't have his best season. We had a lot of young arms. I feel like this year, through the first couple games, I feel like he's like, I'm going to get run support. I don't have to be as sharp as I've been in the past. And I feel like maybe from Sunday. a mental standpoint that he's he's almost thinking like, all right, I don't have to be as sharp as I was last year because I'm going to get run support. So I feel like he's not mentally, he's not saying to himself, I need to be dominant. I need to mm-hmm. go seven, eight innings give it up one or fewer runs in that. I feel like he's like, okay, I have leeway now. I can go six, maybe seven innings, give up three or four runs. My offense will pick me up. So from that standpoint, that's just how I feel. Here's a little bit more Gabe Kapler from the uh, postgame last night. Would we have liked to have a full bullpen? Absolutely. And, and that would have that would have been something that we would have considered if we had more guys available. Their lineup is, is pretty good. Keeps coming at you. Everybody can hit a home run. It was a grind to get through. Just like it's a grind for them to get through our lineup. It's a grind for us to get through theirs. Just to answer your thing real quick, mm-hmm. he is scheduled to pitch Monday against the Mets. Okay, barring anything, and bad. I'm going to be there at that game, so I'll be Ooh. having the close watch. As on will Max and I. Ah, what? Wow. Yes, okay. sir. I'll Sorry, Chris. At, I'll be at work. Backstreet Sports is taking a road trip. Chris wanted to work a rail job, so you know <laughs> that's what happens. So Gabe Kapler, on that last part there, he's saying what kind of Chris? What you alluded to earlier about how the guys just weren't available last night. 
Three out of four nights. I know it's, it's early in the season. He doesn't want to, you know, stretch him out. And if you said that that option was available, that's not how it would have went. There wouldn't have been Naris or Ramos in there. He wanted his, his big boys in there to get the last couple outs. Along with Arano, another guy I would like to see come up to maybe have a couple innings is uh, Austin Davis. I really liked what I saw out of him. It Last adds, year to lefty? It adds another mm-hmm. lefty to your bullpen, uh, a bit more variety. And I, I just, I really liked what I saw from him last right. year. Uh, he's still a young guy. I'm, I'm still fine with him taking reps in the minors. I would, I just want to see him a couple times this right. year at least. No, you know, understandable. And, I mean, no, these guys aren't going to be healthy all year. Right. I, I, I'm not wishing they're not healthy, mm-hmm. but that's just the reality of, of what they do. Right. So what? I would like to see Austin Davis come up. Uh, yeah. Sorry, what you say a thing. I just wanted your guys' opinion on Vince Velasquez from his first start of the season on Monday night. He gave up two runs in five innings. The fifth starter in the rotation, I I really had a lot of question marks about him. He's coming into his fourth year in this. You know, what does he have? You know, can, can we rely on him to be a four or five starter? He pitched pretty well. You know, he's he going to make his mistakes, but he's got a live arm. He's always had that live arm. Yeah. Do you guys think he's going to stay? I know Eikhoff's. You know, he's right there in the minor leagues. Like, he wants to come up here. He's just waiting for somebody to make a mistake or two, have a couple bad starts. What do you guys think about Velasquez? Well, uh, sorry, T, did you want to go? I think, I think well, I think even with with Eikhoff, you know, breathing basically down his neck, I think that mm-hmm. forces him to, you know, bring his stuff. You know, it's always something different when an athlete has somebody breathing down his neck, putting pressure mm-hmm. on him, because obviously, obviously now that that person behind me can potentially take my job because I'm that close to having my job mm-hmm. being taken away by somebody else. So now that puts added pressure on. Now that person is either going to fold under that pressure or he's going to succeed under that pressure. Right. And now I think we – hopefully now we can start to see Velasquez succeed under that pressure. Yeah. Maybe this is good for him. Yeah, no, Velasquez is really Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, I thought you were pointing at someone else. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's – yeah. The, I've, I've seen him multiple times. He'll go seven innings. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, Chris. Jeez, all right. No, th- there have been times where I've seen him go six, seven innings not, without giving up a hit at all, and then you know he'll get pulled by the third mm-hmm. inning. When he gave up that two two run homer the other night, yeah, I certainly I was I winced. I was like, oh crap, here it comes. Because mm-hmm. usually when that happens, it's just an avalanche. It just keeps building yeah. up, and he's pulled by the fourth. But he really kept it together. He had what four Ks, no walks. Yeah. Which hey, he didn't. I mean, I I really put stock into a pitcher not giving up walks. You know that free base runner. The usual Velasquez goes yeah. about three, four, get, throws hundred pitches. So yeah, definitely, and, and he would strike out a lot, and but he, his walk rate would be high. And he, yeah. and he, well, the other night, he, I, yeah, he didn't, he didn't give up any walks, and he went, he went five, right? He did go he five, and he gave up two runs. So yes. yeah, I, I, he put it back together. He he had he kept it salvageable for uh, the Phillies to take mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned yeah. about his consistency. Yeah, though. no, and I, I agree. Would, I would certainly like to see Eikhoff back up on the big league team. Yeah. I, two things I wanted to point about last night's game again. I, I think people, I know we we all think you know how good we are as fans and how good how bad we've been in the past. We're thinking like let's win every game, exactly. but we're not taking into account the fact that the Washington Nationals are a really good team. They got a really good lineup: Juan Soto, Anthony Rendon, Ryan Zimmerman. They just keep coming at you, kind of how like our lineup does. And I just feel like let because we're so like oh my god, like we got Bryce Harper, like right. we're never going to lose another game. I feel like. In that situation last night, people were thinking to ourselves, all right, we're going to win this game. We're up 6-2. And I feel like that's what hurt more, being up 6-2 late in that game. If, if it was close the whole way, or and, and it was kind of like, man, we really don't deserve to win this game. We were making errors or something. See, me, and I understand. Pers- see, me personally, I always maintain the fact that, okay, this lineup was going to score runs. We all knew that. Right. My main concern was the pitching. It was always a concern of mine. Were we going to be able to out-hit the pitching? 
Right. Now we see the pitching is start now. The, yeah, the the bad pitching is now starting mm-hmm. to catch up to the hitting. Yeah. So yeah. now, now what are you going to do? Because this this obviously is a problem. There's a problem. I, it I, is. It I is know. a problem. Tanner, you want to say something? Let me go back to how you were saying how confident we are as a fan base. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, when we were up six two. Yeah. At the game, everyone was leaving their seats, hitting the stores, getting cheesesteaks, everything. And then while I'm in while I'm in the stores, I hear a few crack of the bats and it's, it's four six. Yeah. And then so we start heading back to our seats. And then we start getting in a groove ninth and then or the eighth. Yeah. We uh let they left some men on base, but then top of the ninth, Ramos lets up that home run, right? To mm-hmm. tie the game. Mm-hmm. He, he was one strike away. The count was one two One strike two. away, yep. Two, two, two outs. Yeah. It's, just, it's frustrating. It's definitely frustrating. And to answer that question, T, and I know you guys have criticized me for this, but, hey, Dallas Keuchel, you're unemployed. Your value is dropping. <laughs> there you go. Two-year yeah. contract. All right? Know, maybe his value just went up because yeah. of this recent game. I think so. Yeah. What, do you, what do you guys do? We, yeah. Do we ride this out and hope, man, maybe something happens, or, gotta, or do we go out and get Kirk Kimball? You got to do something. What do you do if from your if you're Gabe Kapler right now and you're managing the team? Say you're sitting there right now, you're getting ready for tonight's game. You got your guys back and available, right? Your big guys. You got Dave Robertson. These guys are going to be available tonight. Are you sitting there thinking to yourself, "I need to get a closer. I'm going to go into that locker room right now and say, okay, Dave Robertson or Pat Nishek, you're the closer." Are you thinking to yourself, "Man, do I want to keep doing this committee thing with the, with the closer role, or do you think you got to go to Clintac or somebody this early in the season too? You got to remember it's this early in the season. And say, hey, I need a Craig Kimbrell in my bullpen. Um, me personally. Let's look and see what you have in your personal bullpen. You would say make, you're saying you would point to somebody or you can't stick with the committee? Make a decision on – point to who is going to be your closer. Mm-hmm. Make a decision. Right. Now, if that decision doesn't work out, then you go to Clinton. Right. Say, all right, this is not working out, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I need I need an extra arm in here. Right. What do you think, Tanner? Right. First, got to see what you have. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go out there, risk something right now if you had someone – that right. can take responsibility. But. No one's really had that right. key guy role opportunity exactly. in that bullpen. Correct. You think we got to get Kimbrell, though, Chris? Well. <laughs> it's early in the season. That's that's basically my only argument. If this was I, July, I'd say, okay, let's go get somebody. But Right. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm the ridiculous one, so go get him. No, but in all seriousness, I, I feel like for anybody, having an established role really eases your mind. I, 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 at least I think so. Mm-hmm. So if you go up to Sir Anthony and you're like, you are the closer, you mm-hmm. are the guy, I feel like that'll give him a sense of, I guess, comfort yep. to know that, okay, this is my role, this is what I'll do on any given night right. where I got I to gotta keep my team up by three runs, by two runs. Right. So, And with a guy like David Robertson in the bullpen, I'm that's a guy who can definitely take – Sir Anthony under his wing and just definitely do, do control do work whatever. on his control. Yeah, exactly, yeah. he's got the arm. We all know he has that hundred mile an hour fastball, yeah. but work love, on that control. Love that fastball. We all agree that stars are pretty. They're okay so far, right? We're not. We're not like freaking. We, no. Let's go get Keuchel. No. You know, what I mean, they've been pitching pretty decent. Everybody has. You know, Pavetta had a couple yeah. bumps, but for the most part, I mean, Eflin's been dominant. I mean, he, he's untouchable right now. So oh, yeah. What do you got? You thinking? Well, what uh, the, the reason I say Keuchel is because one, I would like a lefty in this rotation. And yeah. two, I really and I, I, after you said it and I saw it, I really like Vince Velasquez in the bullpen. Yeah, I really do. And if, yeah, two, if, two, three years, you're long man. Two, three exactly. innings. You know. Yeah, he's got the arm to go out there and and really give you two solid innings right there. And you know what? For an example from last night, I know it didn't end the way we wanted it to, but say you had Velasquez in that bullpen, mm-hmm. 
as an option. He could have gone the eighth and the ninth inning, and you wouldn't feel bad. You know, oh man, he can't throw more than thirty pitches. You would have been like, okay, yeah. he's been a starter before. He can give, give you like fifty pitches out of the pen. Exactly, hundred percent. So let's transition now into the hitters from the oh, Phillies lineup. Yeah. Last night was great. Here's Bryce Harper's home run from last night. Oh boy. In the air to left field, going back on it is Soto. That is gone. Bryce Harper, a three-run home run against the changeup. And the Phillies take a 4-1 lead. So we're and feeling great at that time, right? That was go, a lot of fun. Didn't he go change up, change up, change up? Yeah, and that yes. was all the way. That yes. was the away. dumbest thing you could have done. That was not the smartest Look, thing you could have did. T, it's called saying. reverse psychology because I, I, under, I understand what he was trying to do. It's the, I'm going to throw this change up. I'm going to throw it a second time, a third time. Oh, he's going to think I'm going to throw a fastball now. Now I'm going to throw this change up. It's it's a whole reverse psychology but when thing. You, but when you throw the same pitch, I know the same speed three times. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Man, that, yeah, man, that's ludicrous. Hey, yeah, it's called reverse psychology, man. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to completely derail the show. Listen, is it me or I don't know why? I just love watching Harper hit opposite field homers. Oh, it's great. Yeah, like the the, the pole hitter where he hits yeah. it like 500 feet is great. But the opposite field, it it shows you how great of a hitter he really is. Oh yeah. Um, I want to talk about his defense real fast. That first inning, I don't know if anybody saw the specific play. I knew you were oh, there last I night. I saw it. it was right in front of me. He, they, gave, they gave Adam Eaton a double on that, and I was sitting there scratching my head. I was like, man, they really gave him a double. I thought he should have had an error on it. Do you think Bryce Harper, not calling him a liability on the defensive side, but is, is he like maybe like he's not that great a defensive player? You're like, oh, man, like he's got an arm. He's I got think, an okay arm. He's kind of slow well, out there. I think we were kind of overhyping his defensive ability. Yeah. If if I can if I okay I I didn't see the game last night because mm-hmm. I, I hate my manager. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> could, could you're on the airways. Be careful. So he's not listening. <laughs> Max, could you please paint a picture p- p- picture picture for me? What happened? Because so it was, I didn't it was see it. you know Tanner actually you you were right there. Oh, so you want to sorry get... Tanner. Yes, even better. It, it looks as if he was playing the ball back. I just, and yeah, this the ball thing. was dying out, and he he realized he was so far back he dove for the ball. His reads on the balls, right I, off, I just right don't think the they're best. Mm. It looked it looked pretty messy. That yeah, it was in and out like of his glove. It's not like it was. A, it, I mean, he didn't have to dive or anything. He he kind of just went like this. I think he was waiting on it too much. Uh, yeah, his reads, his I don't I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, it, it, it happened once. Uh, Has it happened multiple times? This game, it, the, a couple plays in the outfield, it was. I was not sure who I was looking at there. Yeah. <laughs> not sure who that was uh, ho- out there. Hopefully, this is a, a one-time thing, and we don't have to deal with this. I hope so. I, I wanted to talk about JT Real Muto. He's he's really the only guy in this lineup I'm seeing struggling right now. I mean, he did have a big night last night, three hits. But I looked at his overall numbers. Hoskins, he's been like, okay, Hoskins. You look back a couple games where you're like, man, I saw Hoskins have a highlight, two bombs the other night. Harper's been great. Segura been. And he's been pretty great too. Dude. And Kutcher at the leadoff spot, I just feel like Romito. Oh man, he, I think it, it'll Franco come too in the eight Franco in the eight hole. I just feel like it'll come for Romito. But what do you? Why do you think he's struggling right now? Just out of, out of the gate, just a little. I don't know, just wearing off the rust or. Yeah, no, it's just you know getting used to a new place. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think he's going to keep doing this. I, I he's not going to be a two hundred hitter. He he can't be. No, he just can't be. Uh, but given that, I still have really liked what I've seen from behind the plate. You know, throwing, right. oh, he's throwing so guys, great defensively. Throwing, throwing out guys at second, dude. He he looks great behind the plate. I don't with the way this lineup is. Mm-hmm. I'm not overly worried. I'm sure he'll get his groove together. Uh, and something I wanted to allude to earlier. Yeah, I mean, they're go- he's going to be overshadowed by Bryce Harper, but man. Gene Segura has been great. Honestly, right. pro- probably of the new guys, my favorite guy. 
he is impressed. He's just impressed the hell out of me. I really like. I really like Gene Segura. Sorry, JT Real Muto. Who Tanner? JT Romito. <laughs> Listen, Segura's been great, honestly. Segura's been really good. McC- McCutcheon in that in that oh little spot. Oh I mean, good. he's been Andrew very McCutcheon. good. Yes. <laughs> he's been great in that little spot. Um, let's transition to Sixers basketball now. Oh, I really wanted to bring oh, this up geez. because we haven't we've been blinded the last couple oh, of weeks here. Geez. Well, they they clinched that third seed after a win Saturday, and oh, the Magic beat the do. Celtics. Yeah, that eight that eight spot is open for grabs still in the playoffs. But I think we're looking like we're going to play either the Magic or the Nets. Um, for me personally, now listen. Last night, the whole D Wade thing. Yeah, I, I wanted to watch the Phillies, and I was never D Wade. Now, don't get me wrong. D great. D Wade's a Hall of Famer. I've never been the biggest fan of Dwayne Wade, you know. And, and we didn't have it ready. We didn't have him beat. Listen, we're just getting to the end of the season now. We're waiting for the playoffs. As fans, yeah. we've been waiting for the playoffs for a couple of weeks now. I think that I'm a little nervous about even this first round. I mean, the way that Nets have been playing right now, lately with D'Angelo Russell. Not saying we're going to lose. I'm not saying like. I mean, obviously, we're going to be favorites to get out of this first round. But coming in, coming into this season, we didn't have high expectations. I mean, we wanted to get to the playoffs again. We still mm-hmm. had Sarge. We still had Cove. Reflecting on this whole season, I'm, I'm talking here. And then we get Butler, and it's like, okay, we got a shot to maybe get win the first round game, maybe win the second. And then we get Tobias, and we get Boban, and we're just thinking like, all right, now we got to, well, now we really got to go somewhere. And watching this team for the past like 20 games together as a whole, obviously the bench. Is a big question mark. We've all we've all known that the right. whole season, um, and going into the playoffs now, I just feel like we are not saying we're again not saying we're going to lose in the first round, but I'm not I'm not talking sweep in the first round, maybe even six games. So the Nets are playing really well, and they're they're going to be a tough out. I, uh, I know they're I know they're not like they don't have like the killer in, killer instinct like a, a guy like Embiid or mm-hmm. a Butler or anything like that. They're just playing as a whole. The guys that have the bench as a whole are just right. playing so well. I've I, always said. Um, that the Brooklyn Nets are the dark horse in the Eastern Conference. I've always maintained that, and people have laughed in my face. I said, listen, the Nets ain't nothing to play around with, especially since they snuck in last year in the Eastern Conference. I think that the drop-off from the Nets, and everybody kind of on the radio and and watching on TV, they kind of throw the Nets into that same category as the Magic, the Pistons, even Charlotte. But I think there's a huge drop off when you're it's, talking about the Nets. There's a big drop off to the Magic and the Pistons, teams like that. I would mm-hmm. much rather play the Magic or the Pistons or whoever in that in that first round matchup than the Nets. They play like a straight up squad. They work together. That offense is in perfect cohesion. And when D'Angelo Russell is on, mm-hmm. he is on. Yeah. There, I can't name anybody that can stop him when D'Angelo is on. Hundred percent. Tanner, you got something to say? Well, going into the coaching and brett brown comparing it to last year what where are we setting this bar for if he's staying with us or not for gonna go part ways from brett brown because if we finish the same at the same point as last year after getting tobias mm-hmm. and butler like that something's got to be done listen if we don't get out of the first round he's going 110 percent we, we, we're that, not going to have a disagreement on that round, now that i can i can but i think get behind I, I agree with tanner i think even if he doesn't get even if he wins the first round gets to the second round and we lose even if it's a hard fought loss to the Raptors, it's the same i just song. feel like with the talent we have on this team this year and and, and another question mark that we haven't brought up in a while we're, we're focused on the season this year, and, and no one's kind of everybody's getting ready for the playoffs. We haven't focused on end of the season. We're talking about guys like Butler and Butler. Harris. If we don't do well in this playoffs, I think, especially Butler, I think Butler's just gonna not, it, he's gonna leave. And again, back to Brett Brown, him and Butler, 
uh, when Butler was new to the team, they had disagreements, and they were and Butler was in his office talking about it. And will that be the reason Butler doesn't stay? And then yeah. we'll have to get rid of Brown anyway, and then we'll not have Butler but or Brown. My whole Tanner, to your point, uh, let, Brett Brown has been here since the process days. Yeah, yeah, you hate those. Oh, my goodness. Don't even bring. Oh, you don't trust the process? No, I don't trust the doggone process. <laughs> well, it's the moment now, so. <laughs> anyway, so I want to see Brett Brown and Lee's work w- at least one full year with this full squad. I want to see what he can do with the current starting lineup and with a bench. Right now, we have the starting lineup, but we don't have a bench. Right. I at least want to see him at the minimum. Have a bit, have a full successful squad. Then I will judge him according to. Mm-hmm. I can't judge him right now because this team is still coming together. Like you said, they only played together what right. twenty games? Twenty to twenty five games. That's not that's not a lot of time to really build a cohesive chemistry. Here's a little bit of Brett Brown from last night. Hey, when you can have a team that can find fifty wins, is is unique and difficult. And I give the group credit. We've gone through a few iterations of what the team looks like. We all kind of understand that the 50-win sort of uh, milestone goes away quickly and the playoffs begin, and, you know, that's what people sort of, and fair enough, remember the most. But uh, as it sits, to get back-to-back 50-win seasons is, is it a great accomplishment for the players in that locker room. Can I bring something up? Yeah, go ahead. Last year, we were 52-30. and 30. That's correct. This year, if we win tonight, we'll be 51-31. and 31. Wow, and that's something I didn't even think about. Because yeah. obviously we're all going to say that like, last year's team wasn't anywhere as good as this year's team, no. right? But record shows. Well, the record shows that. That's a, that's, a, that's a fair point to bring up. That's not something that you need to necessarily overlook. I turned on the game last night, and there was like three guys on the floor that I've never seen in a Sixers uniform before. That really shows you, like, man, is our bench this bad, or is, are those guys just in there because we were getting blown out by 20? Or is, right. he, or is there a couple guys out there we're going to have to lean on that maybe aren't right. should be in a rotation at all? We have to go through the playoffs with a young bench. Last year we had Marco Bellinelli. Bellinelli and Ilya Ilya Bellinelli was solid. Those guys were very, very solid players. Underrated, I think. We brought them at the trade deadline this year. Their perimeter shooting was Yeah, it was, it was great. great. It helped just, Ben Simmons out a lot, too. I just really hope Brett Brown can figure it out for the playoff time. And, and sadly enough, these starters might have to play 35, 40-plus minutes. Yeah. All of them. I mean, who are you bringing in off the bench? Who are your bench guys? McConnell's exactly. one. I mean, who else are you talking here off the bench? James Ennis, if he can get healthy. I know he Bold had a quad on. injury. Jonah Bolden. Boban. And his Corkmaz out for. Chris is shouting out Jonah Bolden over yeah, there. Uh, How long is Corkmaz well, out for? Corkmaz. Yeah, I don't care. Even, he, even if he's healthy. Tea. No, he's not going to He's not going to be what, in the rotation. Jonah, Jonah Bolden. You know who I think is going to help us out, though? Cup of tea. Greg Monroe. No one's brought up Greg Monroe yet. I think Greg Monroe could be a big. He's a big piece in the playoffs. He is. I think he can think play the power forward position. He's a veteran guy. He has playoff experience, been there before. And he's played in this division. He's played in the for the Celtics. He's played for the Raptors. Um, I think he's going to be a guy that can help us come off the bench. But our guards off the bench are what concern me. Is Ben Simmons, another question I want to bring up to you guys, mm. is Ben Simmons' free throw shooting going to come back to haunt him again for the second year in a row in the playoffs? Yes. We saw him in that Celtics series. McConnell had to step in and play more minutes than Ben Simmons did. Game two last year against the Celtics in that second round, Ben Simmons scores one point. Yes. Yes, it's going to come back to haunt him. Yes. That's the reason, Rod, Ben Simmons needs to work on that jump shot and that free throw line shot. Yes, it's going to come back to haunt him because guess what? I can hack you the entire time. Yeah. 
that's what they did, especially towards the end of those games when it's getting close, and we just couldn't figure out a way to put them away, put the Celtics to bed, you know. So I remember watching a game. I remember being in a restaurant. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact restaurant to be. Did you exact. get ribs? We're not going to start this conversation. <laughs> not going to start that conversation. We're not going to start go there, this. Please, let's, don't go let's there. not. I'm sick of this. Let's not continue. Continue this. <laughs> so anyway, I'm watching the game and I'm looking at them. I forget what team we were playing. I think it might have been the Detroit Pistons. Mm. But they started hacking Ben Simmons because they were behind, and they know Ben Simmons was a poor free throw shooter. Yes. Even when they took the ball out of sense, it got so bad that Brett Brown had to take him out of the game. Mm-hmm. Yes, as much of a talent as Ben Simmons is, speed, size, power, can get to the paint, can't shoot a free throw shot, can't make a jump shot. Yes, it's going to come back to haunt us. Right. Because now you're taking a talent off the court. Yes, and now a 6'10 point guard. Yes, you're taking a 6'10 point guard off the court, which now you have to put in uh, just... Uh. Everybody's talking patience, patience, patience when Ben Simmons is shooting. And at this point... I'm running out of patience. At first, yep. I was like, you know what? He better get a three-point shot tomorrow. Now, I, I don't... If he's not going to shoot a jump shot, fine. But you got to at least develop the free throw because you're going to be on the line. The, how much he attacks the basket and gets to the free throw line, you're going to, you're, and they're going to hack him on purpose. I like He's going to be there. I like the development of Giannis Antetokounmpo. I love his development. Every oh, man. year, he learns something new and brings, 100%. It to, brings it to the game. This year, his averages leave, went up 12 points to 15. Now he's averaging over 20 a game. They're leaving him open from three, and he's making them pay for it. Yeah. I haven't seen any progress from Ben Simmons. I haven't seen a single bit of progress. And we're talking from. Last season, he had the whole summer, every day in practice this season. If I'm him, I'm staying on that free throw line 500 times, I'm shooting. All you got to do is work on a really – it doesn't have to be pretty. Just get it in the basket, man. I'm telling you, like, right. he's going to be on the free throw line a lot in the playoffs. He's going to need to hit him. change games, too. Talent will only take you so far. Yeah. You're going to need to work on your game. There's better – him not shooting a jump shot, we have shooters on the floor. We have four guys that can shoot on the floor, all right? I know everybody's going to be frustrated that this man can't shoot. And I think at this point, from two, three years, I know he had the broken foot and all, but that's just something we might have to live with as fans. But he needs to shoot free throws. He needs to shoot free throws. free points. That's, in playoff games, you're talking college. Even in watching college games, how, how important are free throws? Yes. Tanner, you know how I, important I they are. I that Final Four game with Kyle Guy. You hit those three. Like, they're just so important. And, and you're watching the games, and, and you're watching there in the second quarter, and we miss right. two. Yeah. And you don't realize it, but at the end of the game, it's 79 to – 79 to 77 and we're losing you know it could be tied those things are so important it's always been something that bothers me um i just think the bench is gonna hurt us what do you guys think how far are we going in the playoffs second round you think we're out in the second round losing to who toronto i say toronto or somehow some way the celtics yeah what do you think tanner as of right now what are you looking i agree you think end of the second round you think we get out of the first round and lose in the second uh yeah, I hope we don't, but yeah, I we just don't hope. see us passing that second. I just no. think there's teams better than us. And, and the Celtics are getting healthy, right? Gordon Hayward is back. Jalen Brown's back. They got mm-hmm. guys that we don't have. There's yep. like the Bucks. They have a bench. Even the Bucks. They got all those teams have a bench we don't. Chris, what about you? Oh, me? Well, it depends on the first-round matchup. Say we get the Nets in the first round. What are you thinking? Uh, Nets? Uh, I want to say Sixers will win in six. Okay. Second-round Raptors in five. Okay, Raptors so you're, beat Sixers beat, five. Raptors beat the now, Sixers. Now we played the Raptors now, four times this year. We haven't won. Now that's a good point. Hey, you you never know. But and T, I'm looking at you for this. Oh boy! If we get the magic, Michael Carter Williams is going to sweep the Sixers. Why do you like 
See, you like saying extreme I, stuff. I like saying extreme stuff. Because you Fultz know how upset I'm going to get. Marco Fultz. Oh, yeah. While he, watched, <laughs> right. while he wears he's, his suit and watches he, his, Suddenly, his shoulder will be fine. Oh, my goodness. Out of nowhere. Man, out of nowhere. Just, oh, out of nowhere. Him and Michael Carter-Williams are just going to clown the Sixers. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't see that. Yeah. I don't see that happening. <laughs> no. The Magic, don't was, get me wrong, I, they impressed me this year. I was, I was hoping for a bit more of a reaction from you guys. So well. <laughs> more of a, Maybe a that's ridiculous more, reaction. I'm a little more confident that we now have shown that the Sixers can beat the Celtics, mm. but just not too much. No. No, I, I really – and you know it sucks because we've been hyping the Sixers all season long. It's been such a fun season, especially yeah, the last two. Yeah, yeah no, in, in, back all, to back. in all seriousness, uh, yeah, I don't see him getting past the second round. I really don't. What what about the Raptors scares you besides Kawhi Leonard? Is it their bench? Is it their depth or coaching? What do you think that's we're gonna run into problems with? Coaching. Coaching. They're, we're gonna get out coached, no doubt. By the by the Sadly, Raptors. Coach. No doubt. Yeah. I hate to say that. Like I've tried to Nick Nurse is the coach for the I, Toronto Raptors. I have tried my hardest to defend Brett Brown and I'm still trying to defend him to this day. But as games go on, as days go by, I'm finding less and less reasons to defend him. Mm-hmm. It's getting hard at this point. Yeah. I mean I, I think Rest at least he's. I think he's making the right decision with resting these guys at the end of the year. I mean, MV doesn't need any more wear and tear on his his knee. has been bothering him all season. Um, Butler's. I think Butler's. He's not saying anything, but I, he's banged up. I mean, you've seen the last couple of games. He's fallen to the floor. His back's bothering him. He's got he's got a bad knee or bad ankle. Um, I don't know. I, I just really hope for us that we get somewhere this year, so the guys are going to want to stay. Because if we lose Butler and Harris, we're, we're in trouble. Because that means we take two stars off our starting five. I know it's going to open up some cap space for us, but our bench is still going to be weak. I don't know. It just there, there was all this hype with this new starting five that we have, and I mean, I'm not going to say I'm some you know knowledgeable person when yeah. it comes to you know basketball. All right, but I, they just don't look co- cohesive. At least from what I've seen, and it's only been it's, 20, 25 games. It's, yeah. You know who we're missing, though, in my opinion, a lot. Who do you think that I'm thinking I want, about? I want to think who about, am I thinking about? You know, Julio Okafor. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. Landry Shaman. Landry Shaman. Yeah. We're missing Landry Shaman. I'll tell you why. His three point shooting for us. Are you? I am. Are you? I am. I like. <laughs> Put him on our team right now. He's our, he's easily easily our best bench player in my opinion. Ah, he can kick rocks. We got Mike Scott. <laughs> Mike Scott. <laughs> Wait, no. Wait, I forgot. Mike Scott's dead to me. Mike Scott. <laughs> Listen, your bench primarily is built through the draft. Now, the Celtics got a little lucky. They drafted Marcus Smart sixth overall a couple years ago, and now he's one of their key yeah. bench players. You get lucky with that sometimes, depending on the free agents come in. But you, you primarily, your bench is through the draft. And that just goes to show. I know we use Shaman as a, as a trade piece, but looking back on the last couple of years with our drafts, especially finding diamonds in the rough in the second round, you always there's always a couple guys in the second round where you're yeah. like, that could be something good so, for us. Someone that I'm really interested in second round is uh, Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome from Virginia, yeah, coming off a nat- national <laughs> yeah. title. Yeah, I really, yeah. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind seeing Ty Jerome. Just th- guys like that, and again, these guys from Virginia, they're mm-hmm. all junior. C- these guys are veteran players, and a lot of people don't like drafting guys like that because they have I, no high ceiling. I, I never understood that. These guys are professionals, though. Right. These guys look really, really good. They can shoot. They can pass. They're big guards, six five, six six. You're getting a more mature player mentally and physically, and Who you can never the shooters too. Kyle Guy is a dead eye three point shooter. I mean, yeah, he's he's not really big in size. He's six three, but he's not like big in size. But he right. can shoot the three. But back to what you were saying, some guys get to the NBA and they just don't play the same. Yeah, yeah, I, you're true. right. You I just got to get lucky. 
Yeah, building that that late that late first round picks. Those, I mean, Furkan Korkmaz was a, what a waste of a draft pick that was, in my opinion. Yeah. I've never been a Korkmaz guy, and he had, the only time I remember Korkmaz being ever ever good is when he dropped like forty points in the summer right, league. He had that rookie record. It was ridiculous. Something in the summer league where he dropped like forty. Other than that, I haven't noticed him do a single thing to help our team out. Yeah. Um, Hey guys, just to you know, tickle the fancy, not to change the subject or anything, but just to tickle the fancy. Ooh. The NFL, you know, came out with their preseason schedules. Did they? And the Eagles are playing all AFC teams. And guess who's who? Who do we see week two? Ah, it's just uh, wait. Just Thanks. one's a goat and one's name's Tom Brady. Ah, just, <laughs> ah, just. Nick who is it? Foles, to you? Nick Foles? Is Nick that who it is? Nick Foles and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wait. We play Nick Foles in week two of the preseason. Wait, and I still stand by that. I, 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 Nick Foles. I think I'm I, not. I think I, I think I missed that. Is that in Jacksonville? That it's is in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Oh. It is in Jacksonville. We're, we're, we're in his house. Okay. So we'll see yeah. about a quarter of, scared of Nick Foles. No. Wentz and Foles. That's if Wentz other. is healthy. I'll tell you what. The, you the people what? people on television will be talking that game up a lot because those football guys, once football right. starts coming around, they'll be, they're going to be it's having a, a whole week of that. Game you got that right. We're already talking yeah, it up. Exactly. Oh, man. I just, just That's just going to be something weird. If, what I'm even thinking about further ahead than that, though, because we saw Jacksonville go to the AFC Championship game a couple years ago. If they can get that offense figured out, they could go to the championship. If we get our offense, primarily our secondary, figured out, we could meet them. In the, how crazy would that be? Nick Foles, I, Carson Wentz, Super Bowl. I, I, said, I said that, and you know, and T looked at me like I had four heads. You do, and you do. I don't know why. Why did you look at me like that? They have the best quarterback in the league. I'll tell you, 100, Chris. I looked at you crazy too. You I didn't figure it out. Dummy. At this point, the Patriots. I'm never bet against them. Though how great they've no. been. Over. Um, nah, and if Tom Brady's have. still behind, under center, they then... don't have Gronk. <laughs> if Tom Brady's still <laughs> under center, I bet it against them. Safiri and Jenkins, the, the Patriots, yeah. the tight end. He's not Gronk. The, 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 the AFC, I think there are going to be a couple teams that will surprise you next year. I mean, at this, if the Browns have a great season, it wouldn't surprise us how much talent they have no, on the team. No, but not at all. I think there, there's going to be teams in there that might try sneaking in there with the Patriots. The Colts, I think, are one of those teams that, that could be pretty good. Um, but at Jacksonville, and I really hope that happens, man. If, if I see Carson Wentz and Foles in the Super Bowl, that would be just absolutely crazy yeah, to watch. I, I'll be terrified. I'm yeah. be terrified. terrified. I'm not Mike, scared of Nick not, I won't be terrified if Carson Wentz gets back to uh, a couple of years ago the way he was playing a couple of years now ago. That's scary. That's a scary Carson Wentz. Yeah, but you want to know what else is scary? If Carson Wentz gets injured and we have to rely on either Nate Sudfeld or what's-his-face <laughs> from, from the AAF. Perez from the AAF. <laughs> <laughs> who's only been man talk about a step down sorry who's actually mean, he's only played one preseason game and that was for the rams wow that's Luis perez all right that's the guy we're i'm uh, listen listen uh, now when i was saying when we had this show a couple weeks ago and we're talking a couple months ago at this point i said on this just show that i wouldn't mind keeping nick Foles because of one's injury history mm-hmm. that now that we've gotten rid of the nick we all have to be 110 percent behind carson and Thank i just want him you. to get healthy I just hope he's healthy, man, because how great he was before his injury. He yes. was going to be the NVP. Yes, he was. And the only thing that just concerns me, and I've said it since day one, is the major injuries. That's, yeah. The major injuries. We're talking major knee surgery, and, broken and, back. And I agree with you. I do agree. The The major injuries are a scary thing. But, it, listen, we got you got to put 110% faith in Carson Wentz. You don't have no choice at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want to rely on Asa, Phil. I want to ask you this question, T. When you're coming in, you know, OTAs and training camp come up, how are you working, Carson? How are you working the back end? Are you, are you saying, all right, we need you to get in there 110%, get all the reps in, almost have a full, like, offseason under your belt? Or do you want to say, all right, let's be careful with you, let's ease you into the preseason, let's ease you in, and hopefully by week one you're ready to go? 
No, I'm not handling you with kid gloves. I'm so not you want him to go? You want to have that solid, nice off season? You want to get him in shape, getting ready for that week one? Yeah, I want him. I'm going hard with him. Reason being, you did not look like the Carson Wentz who was MVP caliber mm-hmm. in 2016. Mm-hmm. That wasn't you. Yeah. What I seen last year. I need to make sure that you're ready by week one. Yeah. Well, now, Tanner, what do you, Tanner, what do you think? Are you are you are you going to baby? Not I'm not only use the word baby Carson, but do you think you want to you want to ease him back into no, OTAs? I'm right in there. You want them to get yeah. in the That's full cool. same thing, right Chris? No, dude. When you screw up your back, that dude, the back is different. The back is not your leg. Now you got to remember, he missed the dude. end of the last season. He hasn't played football in a. I know, still, but dude, you're, the back is different. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I just yeah, but he's been off his look, back for two, three months. The thing with me is he, no, he wasn't looking the same. Dude, but when the him back running, is different. You're always on your back. <laughs> Look, the key, the thing that made Carson Wentz, I, besides his arm, so dynamic is his legs, and he I, didn't look like he was running at the same pace. I'm babying that guy. All right, I if I I want a franchise quarterback to last ten more years, mm-hmm. and that's what that's why I expect out of Carson. Yeah. I'm I'm not throwing him right back in there. I know you. I know short term we want to, long term mm-hmm. I don't. For me personally, if I, I'll speak for me, I think he needs that full off season, that full workload. Get him in there, get yeah. his reps in. I know you don't want to baby him. But he, if we want to go into another Super Bowl, I think we've got to just let him go, man. Correct. Just get him 100%. Get all the full reps in. Get him 100%, all the strength. Get him 100% healthy. I'm not and I'm just not go babying, with it. I'm not babying a grown He man. needs to be ready look, by week one. We look, threw him in there early in week three last year. He needs to be ready 100% yeah, okay. by week one. Look, T, you are going. You guys are all going to hate this. Oh, I, boy. I, if, they, if the puzzle pieces match up, I, I almost see this like a RG3 happening again to us. No, you just can. I no, dude, no. Wentz is a different player. I know. T- I know he's a different player. I'm gonna tell you why. He's built differently. I'm gonna tell you why. RG three was a freak accident, first and foremost. Yeah, it was. Was, was Wentz not? It's not. God, you're comparing Wentz to right. RG three. The body just... structure is different. Okay, yeah. Their play styles are different. RG three uses legs. Carson can do both. I think. I think. I know. I know. RG three early, especially Baylor had that huge arm. Right. But... And the Washington Redskins. Knew about his knee injury. And they just played and him through. still put him in that game. Even in that playoff game, he, could, he was on one leg. And you saw his knee give out when he went for that fumble. It was ridiculous. Listen, one more thing before we go. Tanner's met somebody famous last night. Oh, oh yeah. How boy. about we take guesses real quick on who it was? Oh, Anybody want to guess? Anyone want to guess? Skip I'll give you- Bayless. I wish. <laughs> yeah. Tate, so what do you think? What do you think, Tate? What do you think? can kick rocks. Yes. What do you think, Tate? Mm. Anybody? Let's get. Now you got to remember, he's at the Phillies game last night. People were out. You never know. Anybody can be there. I'll give you a hint. It wasn't an actor. It was not an actor. Darn it. Does it have to do with sports? It does. You know what? I think I might know. Alshon Jeffrey. No. Close. Dang. No. So it's an Eagles player? No, it's nope. not an Eagles player. Okay. Well, when you say close. Close as isn't a Philly sports guy, yes. T- TV personality or a- athlete? This man athlete. enjoys the ice. Oh, does he? No. What does type he? of ice? Just Carter, like Chris. Dude, Carter Hart was at the game last night. Did you meet Carter that Hart? That is who I saw. Carter oh, Hart. I'm over here shopping for hats, and I turn around, and there's this lady talking to talking about Carter Hart. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, man. Flyers talk. That is blasphemous. And she's over, and then she says... Hey, can I get a picture with you? And I turn around, Carter Hart's right there. Dude. Really nice guy. Really nice guy. We were talking. He let me take a picture. What? Really nice. Did you you go up to him and you say, hey, um, big fan, Carter? Sorry to bother you, but uh, can I get a picture? (laughs) He's like, yeah, fine. And then I look behind me and there's a line. Yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> of people but he was he was smiling through it all. He now was, was he like? Is it was, was it a whole setup? People were or people nah, were in the nah, store. He, he was just shopping. The first person 
that got a picture with him was right in front of me, and he was just shopping for. He had a hat in his hand when he took a picture with the lady. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, yeah, he was just shopping. obviously you know someone's gonna stop you and notice you. But, yeah. And th- this kid's only twenty years Dude, old. Dude, like he's, hardcore uh, Flyers fans like myself like think he's Jesus. Like I'm not even <laughs> kidding. Dude, so many people would like bow down and kiss that dude's feet. I might. Why? Because how great he's been, dude, and how highly talented. You want to know how many goaltenders the Flyers have gone through in the past ten years before Carter Hart came up? Probably like six or seven. Nineteen. Nineteen. <laughs> the Flyers Sheesh. went through nineteen goalies. Sorry. Do we have? Yeah, we do. We got. Are we out of here. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We we get we got the show. This hour went by fast. We got to skedaddle. Do. That was a good show today, though. Yeah, we gotta get the crap out of here. Oh, yeah. All right, right people. Tune in uh, next just, week. Next week. This is the place to be. Oh, yeah. This, this is, is a good show. <laughs> yeah, this is a heck of a way to go out. This is a way to go out right here. All right, well, just... we know you're not steering the ship next week. Don't <laughs> <laughs> work my soundboard technology. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, people. Next Wednesday, 4 to 5, Backstreet Sports. Good shit today, people. That was good. Work on on your board skills. That was good. You did good. Thanks for not saying a naughty.